Yo, what up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. Hey, hey, it's DJ Damage. All right, so listen, hopefully you're listening to us on iTunes, but we're also on Google Play, Spotify, iHeart. Um, I don't know. We're, we're everywhere. And you can watch us on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you're streaming us over there. Hello. All right, so Damage, what have you been up to? Because I feel like we haven't talked in forever, and it's only Man. been a week. You know, my birthday just passed, so it's been, you know, I've been turned up a little bit, having some good vibes. So finally, the big 3 0. Happy um, birthday. Uh, you know, Hollywood Unlocked is in these streets. We have eyes everywhere. I heard that you were drunk in a bathroom giving relationship advice. I, I wasn't drunk in the bathroom. No, uh, I was by the bathroom. And my homie was going through something real crazy with a. Uh, he was dating a good friend of mine's. You know how two-year friends start dating, so you kind of hear both sides of the story. It's so never, never a good situation. Never. So yeah, I was caught in that. But was we drunk a little bit? But I think it was just a passionate conversation. Like I said, it's it's really an intense vibe when two of your good friends date and then they start going through stuff. So you kind of caught in the middle. So I'm trying to hear his side, but I heard her side too. So you know, but why don't you just look at him and say, look. I don't fucking care. I'm out of this. Y'all go deal with that. I because that I did care, Jason. I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I, I can't lie. I did care. You Why? Know, I did care. Why not? Why? Because it has nothing to do with you. It don't. But I love love. And at the end of the day, I think they both needed an objective ear to talk about the situation because I know both of them. Why not? Get a dog. Like, what is this? Jason, what is don't act like you've never been that person, though. I'm, don't act I'm, like you've no, never no, been no, that person. Excuse me. To care about whether or not two of my friends are figuring out. Let me tell you something. I always take sides with one person. Because somebody <laughs> fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's never good. <laughs> don't act like you've never been that shoulder to lean on. I know. <laughs> me? Yes, you. You think, you think pe people call me and lean on me for relationship advice with my single ass up here? Maybe not relationship advice, but I'm sure people call you up and vent all the time and you let them listen. I'm going to you give them a listen. I, I won't say everybody. Yeah, people that are close to me, you know, I'll let them get off a clip or two. But, like, I'm not going to spend my whole day consoling you. Like, my, my shoulder pads are not made out of Kleenex. I got shit to do. I have a ship to run. And, honestly, I, I really am one of those people that just say, hey, toughen it up. You know, like suck it up, shit, life happens, it's all fucked up, it ain't changing. You can only control your mood and how you feel about the situation because everything that's going on is is happening, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, just want to be there for my friend. The conversation's about five minutes, so, you know, it wasn't no skin off my back. I heard about that passionate five minutes. You almost ended up on Hollywood Unlocked. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I, I DM me and said, hey, your co-host is by the bathroom in a really... Uh, uh, engaged conversation and it looks really heated. I'm like, what? What were they doing peeking through some damn peephole to see me having a talk with my boys? I do it all the Real time. Real men hold each other accountable. So at any given time, and any of my homies need a, a, somebody to lean on, I'm there for them. Real men need to have real conversations. Real men hold each other, period. Not near the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, in West Hollywood we do. If you see me at the Abbey, I might be holding somebody by the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I've been uh, working on me, still continuing to lose weight. Those of you that continually text on my Instagram or YouTube or Facebook that you love seeing me lose weight, I appreciate that. I'm down 70 pounds at this point. Um, and I will tell you, I ended up in the hospital this past week. Here's a photo of me in the hospital. Doing and what? I had a full-fledged panic attack. And, you know, I do get anxious uh, you know, at, sometimes at night and so throughout my day, I'll get anxious. And so my doctors prescribe me a supplement called magnesium, right? And it's magnesiums. You can get it a vitamin over the counter, but I take a higher dose of magnesium and it really settles my mood. But I've also learned with the weight loss that my diet also controls my mood. It controls how I feel. It controls how I feel when I sleep. And so uh, I just had a lot going on, losing weight, working out every day, got an apartment in New York, furnishing my house. Um, all the deals happening, you know, our new co-host and introducing her, our photo shoot and just everything mm -hmm. happened all at once. I was planning a trip to New York. I planned a trip to New York and, uh, I, the, the, I called an Uber to pick me up. And as soon as the Uber got here, I bent over to pick up my luggage and literally it felt like somebody punched me in the chest right over my heart. So I thought I was having a heart attack. Then once I thought I was having a heart attack, my anxiety kicked in and that made it even all the more worse. And so I get in the Uber and I'm like trying to control my breathing, thinking, okay, I already have a friend on the on the flight to New York. He lands an hour before I'm scheduled to land. I got to get on this plane. But I couldn't control my breathing. 
And so I, um, I just rerouted the Uber to the emergency room. I went to Kaiser and uh, they did all the testing, blood work for my heart, enzymes. They checked my, um, my uh, electrolytes. They did an x-ray of my lungs and my heart. Uh, they checked out my vitals, EKG, and everything came back normal. So it took me a few days to really get back to feeling normal. But it was just mm -hmm. a reminder that like we got to slow down and really pay attention to our bodies and take care of ourselves. But it was kind of scary. Yeah, I'm glad you're good. How long did you have to spend in that emergency room? I was only there for about a couple hours, you know, and, you know, shout out to my friend I'm Rob. in the waiting room. Oh, no, 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 I don't wait. <laughs> okay, don't so wait. you had like the easy pass to the well, to the when you Well, see, you know, I worked in healthcare for 10 years. So there's certain things that you could say when you're getting triage. Ah. Triage is when you see the nurse. But, I mean, if you have shortness of breath or heart, a pain, a ch pain in your chest, they're going to rush you through the triage just to make sure you're not coding, you know, going to code or have a, a, a panic attack. Now, I won't lie. You know, when I go to DMV, I always tell them that I have back surgery. That I just had back surgery because then they send you, they sit you in the handicap area. It's probably not the right thing to do, but you get in really fast with the other handicappers, you know? And so I'll be sitting there and it'll be like somebody with no leg or somebody in a wheelchair. And I'm like, hey, you know, what, what's up? Uh, but I get in really fast because I, I got to get the fuck out. Now, ER, I will tell you, when you go in, if you have certain, if you answer the question a certain way, you will get triaged pretty quickly. And then they put me in the room. But the thing that I don't like damage is that, you know, there's a law that passed a few years ago or several years ago called HIPAA. Mm -hmm. It's the Health Information Privacy Protection Act. For those of you that don't know, when you go to see your doctors, you have the right to be held in confidence and whatever treatment you're getting is supposed to be strictly confident. And it goes a step further at Kaiser because, you know, I used to work with the union there that their policy is that the only people that have a right to know are the people that have a need to know. Right. And so okay. I'm in the room and, you know, I love my people, but the security guard saw me in the room and then she's starting to call her friends. And she's like, girl, you know, who's in there? I can hear this whole conversation evolving while I think I'm having a heart attack. So, of course, I got annoyed and asked the doctor to shut the door. But I just want to remind people that, you know, especially with COVID and everything going on right now, you know, people's health, that's just a really sensitive time. Um, I would just ask people to just respect people's privacy because it's not cool. It ain't cool, man. And it's hard being a celebrity, Jason. I know you don't want to um, own the fact that you're a celeb now, but I've never been to the hospital and anybody recognized me or knocked on the door. So, you know, I, I don't want to say it comes with it. When you're a superstar, Jason, but you know, you got to embrace what you are today. Damn it, stop playing me. Listen, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> I'm a, I'm not a celebrity. We are public figures. People know who we are. Millions of people watch our show. And I mean, you know, we have to just account to those clicks on YouTube and on our website or whatever are real people watching. But no, you know, and it takes me to another thing that, you know, we weren't planning to talk about today. But I have to say, I want, you know, shout out to John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, who recently lost their child. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Chrissy's been very open. She's very transparent on social media, as is John has become, because she's forced him to do that by showing mm -hmm. his whole ass. But uh, they lost their child last week, and she posted a really emotional post on Instagram. Now, here's what I have a problem. People, I understand that we are mad at Jeffrey Epstein. I went to my whole birthday party in St. Thomas, and we rented two yachts. And we, when we mm -hmm. rode by an island, people on the boat were like, that's Jeffrey Epstein. And people were filming it. And I'm like, yo, we not filming that. That's trash. That motherfucker molested kids, right? And since then, the list or a list of names that I don't even know are real, right, are, have been circulated. And mm -hmm. you know, people believe that Ellen is on house arrest and Tom Hanks is on house arrest and that Beyonce and uh, Michelle and uh, Barack Obama and the Clintons are all on this list. Well, they also believe that Chrissy Teigen is on the list. Mm -hmm. And she and they had dug up tweets that she had tweeted one time where she had basically made a reference to a little kid in a pageant. But I guess it was a, it was a, it was a interpreted as being a sexualized and inappropriate mm -hmm. comment. Well, they went to the girl's Instagram and put pizzas all over her page, which is supposed to represent Pizzagate. They were leaving really nasty things on her page. They were leaving nasty things on Hollywood Unlocked. And I know that we get blamed for you know wanting people to be messy. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But just so you know, when we post a heartfelt post like that, we are not asking you to go and be messy on that post. We are doing that because we believe that so many women struggle from postpartum depression and also mm -hmm. from delivering their kids prematurely. My sister lost one of her children at five months. She delivered the baby at five months. And I know how emotional it was for them. And so 
I don't know. Did you see that online? And what did you think about it? I, I didn't see the responses, but before then, I've seen a lot of the comments and all the backlash Chrissy Teigen was getting. Um, those tweets they dug up was definitely some very strange tweets. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all somebody's child. Uh, I'm a parent. I can't even fathom what it's like to go to the hospital to have a child and not leave with a child. You know, that's like one of my biggest fears. My only hope is for me to have a healthy son. So I can even, even if you don't like Chrissy Teigen based on some theory you think, because there's no proof of any of this, whether you're wrong or right, it's not the time. You know, they're trying to mourn a death. This is very fresh. I can't even, I, you know, my heart goes out to her and John, man. That's really, that was really devastating to see. Just as a parent, I really, for some reason, felt that. It felt like it happened to me a little bit. So I can't believe people are on there kind of antagonizing her. Like, at the end of the day, she just lost a child. It's not the time. It's not the place. And, you know, the sad part about it is there were a lot of women who were doing it. And I just, I mean, I don't know where you animals are raised. I don't know what cages you've been freed from. Uh, but I just have to tell you, you know, Chrissy Teigen's blocked Hollywood Unlocked. So this isn't even like I know her or I like her mm -hmm. or I, I mean, I love John Legend's music, but I don't know him either. This is just about being a human being and having compassion. I'm gay. I don't have a girl here that's pregnant. I don't know nothing about having a woman who's pregnant. But just think about it. This man and this woman were walking around their house for several months. They had named the baby. I think they named the baby Jack. Mm -hmm. They had named the baby. They were planning for the baby. You know, they probably bought clothes for the baby. They probably have a room prepared for the baby. They had a baby shower. And then to lose your kid and then to have the world come on social media and to attack them for whatever conspiracy theories or whatever is out there. Now, don't get me wrong. If we were talking about Nicki Minaj's brother's wife having a baby. Then I'd be like, all right, well, the Nick has, Nick has been convicted. He's in prison. You know, mm -hmm. fuck it. And that's no dig it at, at Nikki. That's just the only person I could think of at the time in using, giving this analogy, right? Somebody who's convicted, they've been tried, they've been proven to be a pedophile, they are locked up or have been locked up. Listen, you say whatever you want with those people. However, I just, I mean, I just really don't understand the world mm -hmm. we live in now where a person can be canceled or, or labeled something without any proof or any process, due process, and then go through such a personal devastating experience and people not have compassion. I mean, yeah. I, I'm messy at times and I love a read and shade and this and that, and, I, and I'll go toe to toe with you. But I mean, I have a heart too, and I, I just don't understand that. Yeah, man. I think for me, it just shows what I want to share and not share on social media. It's nothing wrong about being transparent, but you know, I think something like that, I can't tell Chrissy Teigen what to do at all. But you know, some things I, I probably would have held that down, especially with the reactions and the hate she's been getting online uh, from this conspiracy. I don't know if there's truth to it, but I probably would have kept that to myself and probably, you know, mourn. And I don't know if that's her process of mourning, but I wouldn't even open up the gates for that negativity. That's something me and my family would have held on to. And if she wanted to make a statement or anything down the line, that's totally up to her. But me, it's just it was so fresh just to see her tweeting about it. I felt the pain in it. Um, I do wish her the best. But yeah, some stuff I think we do need to hold down. Like I won't even let the world have that opportunity to to come at me about something I'm dealing with. But you got to think about it, right? Like there's another perspective here. When it comes to public figures, people at the hospital could have leaked it. Now it's on TMZ. True. And then now there's a whole whirlwind of people speculating. And now on top of the morning, it wasn't, it didn't come out in your own terms, right? Yep. You know, think about Whitney Houston. I did a party with Whitney Houston, bro. And I'm at, I'm at the Adidas uh, gifting suite, having just left the Rock Nation brunch on a high with producing this event with Whitney Houston. And it's breaking all over TMZ that she was mm. found dead at the hotel. You know, and so those kind of things that catch family Crazy. members off guard, you know, it does create a jarring lifelong experience where now your ability to control your grief is out of control because it's in everybody else's control. So and I would say right. that you're right. Yeah, and then I think another thing too, I think as a as a woman, and I, I don't I don't think like a woman, but if I had to try to think like a woman, you know, and and Chrissy being so transparent, maybe she thought sharing this as raw as it was would have an impact on other women who were going through the experience or have not yet gone through the experience and then may one day go through it, you know, to just put it out there, live in it immediately, like just soak it all up, absorb it, experience mm -hmm. it, and then hopefully be able to move past the grieving stage. But either way, sad, sad situation. You know, Hollywood Unlocked, we send our condolences to the, the legends and to Chrissy and to John 
and just the whole family and and the other kid and you know it's a really sad situation yeah all right um before i get into this next topic i want to say to everybody you know damage has his own podcast outside of hollywood unlocked uh in this show that he'll talk about and then also, uh, I have another new late night show on YouTube that we now have also made sure is available on streaming everywhere. It's called Gagging with Jason Lee. It's extremely reckless. And a lot of people <laughs> said, a lot of people love that reckless shit. But, you know, they're saying, yo, what's the difference between the two shows? I'll say again, this show is about me, Damage, and our new co-host, who I'll be telling you about shortly, who, uh, you know, we will be talking about world topics, hot topics, celebrity stuff, interviews. And with with real celebrities, um, and we'll be coming here to do that. Um, and you know, sometimes it'll be crazy. Sometimes it'll be you know intellectually smart and emotional. It'll be all of those things. And it's about what we think. That show is about what you think. And so, if you want to subscribe to that, it's every Tuesday night on YouTube, Facebook, and our website of HollywoodUnlocked.com at seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, you can. Um, you can uh, stream it now on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else. So you can gag with me all the time. I'm telling you right now, you cannot listen to this without headphones. You cannot listen to this with kids in the room. You cannot listen to this if you're at church. You will lose all your shit. Promise you. If you listen to a podcast or any kind of show at church, you're sick anyway. But if this, you got your AirPods in while the sermon's going and the choir singing and you got one AirPod. You know, it depends on what church you go to. Sometimes them niggas ain't talk about shit. I'm sitting there and you keep passing the goddamn collection. Well, not goddamn. You keep passing the collection <laughs> plate around. And then and you, and I'm sitting there like I'm losing track because I'm listening to Gagging with Jason Lee or Damage on this show. And now I done put three different types of uh, offerings in the plate. No. Sometimes you got to unplug from the preacher. Nah, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. Because my light just flickered. I think God said, all right, nigga. God said, all right. You playing. But no, this show, you know what? I'm, I'm so excited to um, add our new co-host. Her name is Blue T- uh, Taluzma. Uh, matter of fact, let's just put a video in here right now, Blue, since she's not on this show. And she'll be coming up next week. Not on the next show, but the show after that. Take a look. Hi, my name is Blue Taluzma, and I am an East Coast girl living in L.A. Send help. I'm obsessed with great conversations. My friends make fun of me. They can't take me anywhere because a complete stranger will tell me their life story. And so I've always felt like, as long as you humanize everybody in the room, a great conversation is like guaranteed. I love pop culture and I love academia and teaching people. And so for me, being a journalist is a way that I get to do both. I get to educate and be naughty and have fun and talk about current events all at the same time. That was so inappropriate on purpose. Hollywood Unlocked is is a fun platform. (laughs) I was shocked by how much Jason and I have in common. Like our childhoods are so jarringly similar, it immediately humanized him to me. And I I could see his soul in the book. And so Jason came into this space where we are right now, we're in my apartment, just kikiing. And I was like, I really like you, like as a person. And I think that was like the birth of our friendship. And he always kept in touch. He was really good about saying, hey, how are you doing? I'm just checking in on you. And so when he said that he thought maybe it'd be a good idea for me to be part of the show, it completely made sense because he was somebody that I already enjoyed talking to off camera. Every time I see Damage, I think I make him blush because I used to have a crush on Merlin Santana from the Steve Harvey show. And he looks just like him. He's going to kill me for saying this. I don't care. He's the perfect foil to Jason. Like Jason is pew, pew, pew. You know what I mean? And here I am, this spicy Afro-Latina who's with the shits. And here's Damage, who's just so sweet that you want to hug him. So my goal on Hollywood Unlocked is to get Damage out of his shell, get really nosy about his love life, maybe find him a wife. I'm going to be like the annoying play cousin who wants to get everybody's business. I'm a writer, but I'm also an emotional intelligence coach. And people really, they get shocked when they realize that I like naughty things. You can be emotionally intelligent and like naughty things, right? I can tell from the last couple of episodes that I've seen that Damage and Jason are ushering in this new age of being more emotionally intelligent and more socially and civically engaged. And so, duh, that's the perfect time to introduce me. So I'm a very sex positive, (laughs) very body positive advocate. And so people are a little bit jarred by that. I make no apologies for anything. And a lot of people think I'm straight. I am not straight. I'm also not technically gay. I'm pansexual. So I'm not even on the sexuality spectrum. I'm more in a hot air balloon trying to figure out who's cute down there. And I also think that my ability to be pansexual is tied to my spirituality. I'm a clairsentient slash claircognizant. 
In English, it means I'm a little psychic. <laughs> I know things I'm not supposed to, which makes dating a nightmare because you can't lie to me when you date me, it gets awkward. But I'm a clairsentient and so I see people as energy fields. I don't see bodies. If you are a beautiful person with an ugly soul, I'm gonna be unmoved. And living in LA, that is hilarious. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is in Latin. It's the mantra for my whole life. I am a human being and therefore nothing human is foreign to me. That is my life mantra. Anything that involves humanity, anything that involves the human experience, as a fellow human, I have access to it. So I want you guys to laugh as much as you usually laugh with Damage and Jason, but I also want you to walk away thinking and reassessing the way that you judge others and yourself. So that's my goal always, is to make things fun, but still emotionally intelligent. I am excited for you to get to know me. I'm excited to get to know you and just be ready to have some real conversations and get real uncomfortable because I am with the shits. <laughs> and by the way, um, comments don't hurt my feelings, so if you want the smoke, go for it. Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee Uncensored is about to get a whole lot more fun. It's so blue. I'm excited. No, I mean, so are you excited to have Blue be a part of the conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've been shooting this shit for a long time. It's good to get a female's point of view because we've been thinking for him. And I don't know if we've been right, but uh, I think we've been doing, doing an all right job. I think Blue could come in and kind of spearhead that. <laughs> yeah, and I also think that, you know, the whole premise of how I created the show and why was to give different perspectives. Have a straight, a real straight man uh, who's really straight. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the goal. That was always the goal. I, I don't think I hit it all the time, but whatever. Uh, we have a real straight man who has a who's a father, who is a parent, or to have a parent on the show, to have a female who understands you know female issues, and to have a gay man. And that was the whole idea of creating the show and having that dialogue. And so I'm excited that we're getting back to that. She's excited. The energy's there. She'll also be joining us, me and Damage, on our national show, uh, uh, Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee. Yeah. Videos all across the country on iHeart. Um, and we have a really big announcement coming up that we can't tell you just yet, but I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Just wait on it. I could tell you a girl that I'm not excited to tell you about, and it's this bitch, Jeffree Star. Now, listen, if you are oh, out God. here, if you're out here in the world and you wear makeup, I hope that you're not wearing Jeffree Star makeup. This motherfucker is the ugliest. Sorry, I don't know who's texting me. There's a lot going on. This motherfucker is the ugliest piece of bag of bones shit that I've ever seen in my life. He looks like he's one doctor visit away from being put in the grave. Uh, he makes blushes, rouge, eyeshadow, and all types of shit that bitches want to wear. And I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't none of my girls because they ain't wearing this trashy Halloween eye candy bullshit. Now, listen, this ugly motherfucker slid in my DMs. And no, he wasn't trying to get no dick because my dick, I don't give it away to action figure Skeletor. You will not get it. Um, if you watch Hollywood uh, gagging with Jason Lee, there's a whole segment on this thing on this trash bag. You can go watch it there, and you'll laugh your ass off. It's really long because I dedicated a lot of my life to this bitch. But I'm, <laughs> I wanted to talk about it here because we have two different type of audiences, and I want to get your perspective. Damage being that you are a real straight man, and Jeffrey Star um, clearly um, doesn't like black people. Allegedly, allegedly doesn't like black people because he hypothetically purchased allegedly a straight man from his baby mama so that way he could get some black dick and you know continue this theory that he's not a she he's they is not they're not a racist piece of shit scumbag son of a bitch now i don't know what the fuck this bitch is and i don't know why jeffrey star decided to slide in our dms but i want everybody out there who's looking at this beautiful face right now to understand that when you dm hollywood unlocked I'm, in my sick mind, is behind it. Now, I'm not posting everything, <laughs> but when you slide in the DM, I see it, right? And so let me tell you what happened. Jeffree Star, for those of you that don't know, he does makeup. Mm -hmm. He does makeup. He's one of the biggest beauty influencers turned creator of makeup. And he's a, I guess he's a, allegedly a multimillionaire, so he can afford to do a lot of shit that I'm going to talk about today. So... Jeffrey got so Jeffrey ended up hooking up with a guy named Andre. Andre is a black I've man from that. Atlanta, but Andre's yeah. been Andre's been allegedly slinging dick out here. I said it on gagging yesterday. He's been fucking EJ King. Uh, EJ King is Silas to the Stars, also with Style and Megan. They were hooking up for about four years. EJ told me that himself. So that's the tea that you could sip on while I tell you the rest of the story. 
Jeffrey ended up hooking up with Andre. A picture had went up online where Andre was holding Jeffrey, you know, the way that, you know, you hold somebody that you're in love with or that you're cozy. getting paid. Very cozy. Now, would you, now, now, damage. Do I have to even ask the question? Okay, I'll, I'll move on. Oh, Andre. <laughs> so you're telling me Andre got bought? So I don't know if Andre got bought, but I will say when you see a, a pretty decent looking guy like that, even though his hairline has been pushed back like a nigga getting kicked out of line at a Beyonce concert, he still is a decent looking man. And I actually saw his penis damage plug your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you gentlemen who log in to hear me from West Hollywood and all the other homosexual communities in Georgia, he has an extremely large penis. All right, and I've been trying to get a picture of this penis or a video because I've seen it myself. I want to put it out so bad, but I, it's illegal, I think. I don't want to get sued. I've been saving up my money over here. And, uh, but either way, Jeffrey ended up hooking up with it. A lot of people were saying it was a stunt because Jeffrey had launched new makeup, and his makeup mm. hasn't really resonated with the black community ever since. People believe he was a racist because he said some racist shit about Mexicans and whatever. We've talked about it here on the show. Mm -hmm. Well, now... This bitch slid in our DMs threatening to sue us because they have broken up and we've been trying to follow the breakup. And we posted Jeffrey's response to allegations uh, and a post that he had posted on Instagram that Andre, the black guy, had stole his shit. He, wow. went in, he went on and on saying, you were nothing like what I thought. I don't know who you are. Who are you? You don't even have a bank account. You're broke. You're this, you're that or whatever. Well, guess what? He was a man who was chilling with his baby mama and his kid, and you went and plucked him away, purchased him, plucked him. I don't know what you did. Fucked and sucked to get him to be a part of your bullshit. So now what's happened is they've split up. Mm -hmm. The boy allegedly took Jeffrey's shit, a Louis bag and some stuff, allegedly. Then the guy basically posted on his Instagram saying, believe whatever you want. Don't waste my time with that bullshit. Then Jeffrey posted this long-ass dissertation in this video of why he was a victim. And then after all of that and us trying to follow it, somebody created a fake account and posted something that basically said that, uh, that, uh, that you know, it was all fake and Jeffrey paid him and this. Or well, we posted that. My staff posted that. And we, you know, every media outlet doesn't always get everything right. And when we get it wrong, you send us a DMCA notice. We take it down. We move on, you know, whatever. Well, Jeffrey had DM'd us basically threatening to sue us. So I went on a rant last night basically saying that, I would love him to sue me so I can subpoena his bitch ass and go into all his records and subpoena the other guy and so forth. Well, now some new stuff has popped up and this is why I don't like getting into it with people because then when I get into it, receipts start falling out the sky and then here we are. So there's uh, uh, while all this was happening with him and the boy that he allegedly rented, don't know if that's true. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. And him going in our DMs. He's now being accused of sexually assault and physically abusive to multiple young men and bribing them to stay quiet. A video popped up. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Damage? No, no, this is not. This is Jeffrey or this is Andre? This is Jeffrey, the bag of bones, Skeletor. Wow. Yes. So now all these allegations have surfaced. Um, he's being accused of sexually and physically being abusive to men and bribing those involved to keep quiet. At least four, I mean, at least five former friends, peers, and associates told the insider that during his rise to fame as an electropop musician, this is back when he was on My MySpace, nobody cared about him then or whatever, he was physically and sexually abusive. They said that he gave men Ambien and, and drugged them to, to grope them. And there was even a video that surfaced of him groping a man back in the day, grabbed this man's penis, and I don't even know that the man is straight or not. Um, so his attorney put out a statement saying that he's never hidden any of this behavior, that it was actually something that was filmed for his YouTube channel and that, um, and that it was something that he had uploaded some time ago. Uh, but now people are dragging Jeffrey and saying that he's, uh, uh, um, he's a predator and on top of that, being a racist and being a dumb dickhead for signing our DM. So it's a lot going on with Jeffrey Starr. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I'm still I'm trying to understand the fact that could it really be a publicity stunt that he paid for Andre to really try to sell some makeup to a new demographic? Is that even possible? I'm trying to figure out what situation I could be in with my child and his mother. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna run and get this bag real quick with this dude. Well, well, let me answer the first question. You know, we don't talk about Je we don't talk about Jeffrey Star over at Hollywood Unlocked unless he's doing something stupid, saying something racist, being a fucking asshole, 
or or bringing a black man on his Instagram and announcing it the way he did. Now, let me tell you something. I've held a lot of men. I've held them like this. <laughs> I ain't never held them like that. But I've held them like this, held them like that. But I've never held them like that on Instagram. I don't need to make an announcement of holding anybody. I don't need to. This <laughs> motherfucker was cooking chicken with the nigga. Now, you know, you don't like black people. But here y'all are frying and grilling chicken. They were skipping down the woods. They did all of that. That damage. That was a stunt. We live here in Hollywood. We know. It was a lot. It was a lot. I, I've never seen nothing like it. It definitely was a lot. And so I don't know that there's anything that you would do. You know, rent's hard. Rent time's hard. You're like, well, girl, I'm going to go get this bag. I'm going to go on a hold on to Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't see that for you because you're not that type of guy. You know, do we all get in a pinch? Do we all feel like Stoney from Set It Off and just want to fuck our boss to get a $2,000 check to send our brother to school? I mean, shit, I'd do it. But the point is, is that now you did all this shit. You did all of this, Jeffrey, and now you want to be a victim. Nah, son. Mm-hmm. Nah, sis. You don't get to play both sides, even though you probably do play both sides. You have to choose a side when it comes to this issue. You either don't like black people or Mexicans or whatever you say, allegedly what you've said about them, or mm-hmm. you're a supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement and all of what you know we stand for. And on top of that, you get some black dick on the side too. That's interesting because, you know, a lot happened this year. I'm not sure, and I don't follow Jeffree Star at all, but I'm not sure he was being vocal when we were doing our Black Lives Matter, any of the protesting, a lot of things that were going on. Did he ask for justice for Breonna Taylor? Um, yes, this bitch actually in the midst of the Breonna Taylor stuff that was happening online where everybody was talking about Breonna Taylor, he had got they had dug up some more racist stuff he did, and in his apology for that, he wove in Breonna Taylor as well. Uh, and people and people were not here for it. Uh, That's what I'm saying. This is why I say to people out there: if you are a consumer, align your dollars with what you support. If a person is supporting pedophilia, don't buy their music. If a person is not supporting black issues or is racist mm-hmm. or demeaning towards Mexicans or Asians or whatever, do not buy their products. It's that simple. I don't think that there's any way that a person can say something racist and then you and 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 then and then you're at the Black Lives Matter protest putting on their lipstick when they're clear racist. Like align your dollars with brands that matter. Black brands that matter uh or or you know, go to restaurants where you know there are people of color that own them or work in them or, you know, or Latinos or whatever, but like align mm-hmm. your dollars, align our buying power with people who support our issues. Point blank period. So Jeffrey Star, nah, fuck you. <laughs> nah, and fuck, son. And fuck your makeup too. All right, well, look, um, did you see that? My girl Riri's in the news. Did you see this? Our girl Rihanna recently had her Fenty Savage lingerie Fashion show. It was amazing. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Shout out to LMA who was featured in there. Roddy Rich was there. Um, everybody was happy about it. I seen it trending online. She did make a few people upset, Jason. The Muslim community did not like the fact that in the background of the show was some music played that kind of teetered into the Islamic faith, playing some sacred music about Judgment Day. Me growing up Muslim, I can understand this has been happening a lot. But like I said, Rihanna wasn't playing victim. She issued a quick apology. Um, I could read some of the statement if you want to hear it, Jason. Yeah, she said, yeah, I like yeah, for people yeah, that missed it. Yeah, she said, I'd like to thank the Muslim community for pointing out a huge oversight that was unintentionally offensive in our Savage X Fenty show. I would more importantly like to apologize for this honest yet careless mistake. We understand that we may hurt many of our Muslim brothers and sisters. I'm incredibly disheartened by this. I do not play with any kind of disrespect toward God or any religion. And therefore, the use of this song in our project was completely irresponsible. Moving forward, she apologized. She owned up to it. I think, you know, it it sucks when people like Rihanna sometimes have to apologize for these things, because I doubt Rihanna handpicked the song that was played in the fashion show. I'm sure someone in the creative did it. I love how she stands up. She stands behind her brand. You can't be mad at somebody owning up to their stuff. Listen, Rihanna is a class act. I mean, you know, having met her a few times and, you know, having watched her career and watched her and just being in or around her and her vibe and her people. First of all, her whole crew is diverse. 
Um, and literally, it's a melting pot of people. And Rihanna loves people. Her whole fashion show is built on diversity. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that the buck stops with the boss, but you have to also understand when you're at that level of the game, you do have a lot of people that you pay a lot of money to make sure that those type of mistakes aren't happening. You know, I know somebody who's getting ready to make a mistake. I'm not going to say what that mistake is. I've, I've told that person what that mistake is going to be, and I'm going to leave it up to them to make that mistake. But people, I think, you know, their optics may not be where everybody's at. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you put on fur, you got PETA, you 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 bring in, you know, an animal, you got, you know, a, you know, you know, you got PETA, you got other uh, people who are not feeling what you're doing. And I think that, you know, this was clearly uh, uh, an oversight. And I love the fact, what I love the most about it is that it just, again, proves that, you know, taking responsibility, being transparent, ownership of whatever you do and part you play in it. Uh, is important. You know, I don't know about you. I have recently had people who, you know, woe is me. You know, it's all, you know, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are the problem. Maybe sometimes it's not an <laughs> oversight. Maybe sometimes it ain't everybody else. But mm-hmm. and in those instances, you need people around you who will tell you like, you know, yo, this is you. And I love the fact that if Rihanna has people around her that say, hey, this is how we should get in front of this, or Rihanna just took control, because I see Rihanna just saying, fuck that, we having a meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not pissing off my Muslim. I was just dating a whole billionaire Muslim. I'm not pissing mm-hmm. off the Muslim community. This is not how I roll. We got to get this shit together. She probably even wrote out her own shit because that's the type of chick she is. But those are the type of people that I love. I can't stand a bitch who, you know, can't see their part in everything or what they do wrong because. Hey, at the end of the day, we ain't perfect, but some of us are perfectly imperfect because we're okay with it. Get it together. No, absolutely. And the thing is, man, this isn't the first time this happened. There's been other songs I've heard by big artists where they're using Islamic Torahs and scriptures in the music and no one's saying anything. So it just shows you how big Rihanna is where people want to come out and say something to her. And, you know, I grew up in Islam. Our prayers are songs. So it's a lot of times if you're not in the culture and you're just hearing something you think is beautiful, you're not even knowing what you're trying to incorporate into what what your creative is. Because every prayer we do growing up was a song. You would sing it. So you might hear something in another country. Oh, I want to put that in there. Nah, you you can't really move like that. But what was the part that was the offensive part? Was it that there was language or a song or music that was taken from a holy thing that was then put into a fashion show for for, uh, lingerie? Yeah, so it was um the piece they used in the music was about Judgment Day. And it just didn't fit what was going on with lingerie. And, you know, in Islam, everyone's covered. So to even mix that in any way is kind of like offensive. Anything she probably would have used if somebody would call it is offensive. Because, you know, in that culture, everyone's covered. There's no lingerie. So, you know, I just say shout out to Rihanna for owning up to it. She has a huge fan base. She loves her fans. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Kendall Jenner and the Coke, uh, the Pepsi commercial. Yeah, y'all forgave her for that. What, what the fuck about that? I still ain't forgot that shit. Oh, and she apologized, but we know that shit. We know Chris Jenner wrote that in the closet. Oh, my God. Actually, Chris ain't in the closet. Bruce is, but Chris wrote that shit at the coffee table. You know damn well Kendall didn't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, you know, I try not to talk about Meg the Stallion here as much. You know, we I, I told you last week, Damage, when we did the national show, you had to do the update about Tori and his music yeah. and talking about Megan the Stallion. That I said I'm sick and tired of talking about it. I really feel like at this point, we all all we talk about is Meg getting shot, uh, Meg in a fight with somebody or something. But anyway, she's back in the news now because she's fighting uh, the attorney general in Kentucky who hasn't locked up all the police who killed Breonna Taylor. Did he you catch the ball? Did you catch that? Yeah, he was on Fox and Friends and um. He had some crazy stuff today. Uh, We're talking about uh, Kentucky AG Daniel Cameron. Here's the quote. He said, let me just say that I agree that we need to love and protect our black women. There's no question about that. But the fact that someone would would get on national television and make disparaging comments about me because I'm simply trying to do my job is disgusting because I'm a black Republican because I stand for truth and justice as opposed to giving into the mob mentality. He also said the fact that celebrity that I never met before, a celebrity I never met before, wants to make those sort of statements, they don't hurt me, 
But what it does is it exposes a type of intolerance and hypocrisy because obviously people preach about being intolerant. You hear a lot of that from the left. Okay, here we go left and right again and being tolerant. But what you saw there is inconsistent with tolerance. In fact, her disposing intolerance because I've decided to stand up for the truth and justice. The tragedy, and I've said this from the beginning, was that Breonna Taylor was in that hallway next to Kenneth Walker when they returned fire and they hit her. No one disputes this as a tragedy, but sometimes our criminal law is inadequate to respond to a tragedy. Again, my heart goes out to Breonna Taylor's family. Well, what happened was Megan Thee Stallion incorporated Tamika Mallory's passionate speeches about uh, Breonna Taylor into her SNL performance. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Megan, her, your last video is really great and creative, and I love Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, I want to love Megan Thee Stallion. I think she's a nice, sweet girl. I've said this before. No matter what I say, people are going to say they're only going to latch on to the criticism because that's coming. Um, and I'm happy that she's successful. But and I love that she wants to use protect black women as a part of a national uh, conversation on a mm -hmm. national platform like SNL. But I'll be motherfucking goddamn that you use Breonna Taylor's death and standing for black women as a bridge to what happened between you and Tori. Now, I think it's gone too far. I, mm -hmm. I, I talked to somebody else in the industry this morning. I didn't even plan on this part, but they helped me to understand the feedback that people are having online and the side eye that she's now getting because the fact that she would use Breonna Taylor and protecting black women and that whole movement as a bridge to what happened between her and Tori. Now that Tori has come out and saying he hasn't shot her, mind you, we never had heard Tori's part. And I know Charlemagne recently just said that, you know, he don't know. We don't know the whole story. There were people in the car who were no longer friends with her. There are people that worked for her that she's let go. You know, Megan is now on the island by herself. And I said on gagging that she also tried to get Kylie Jenner kicked out of Cardi's video because hmm. Kylie kicked her out of her house when she got too drunk and was fighting Tori. So I don't know. This is really messy. But I will say that now I'm becoming turned off by Meg Thee Stallion. Um, if she came here on the show, I would tell her that. I, I'm, I'm starting to care less about her music because I care less about her personal life and just her as a person. I think it's unfortunate that she has chosen to become the face of domestic violence or, you know, battered women when there's still a whole dispute and question around what exactly happened between her and Tori. And now, you know, Breonna Taylor, sweet girl, uh, community service worker, killed in her own house, uh, wrongfully so by the police. We know that. And that's why the whole world is standing behind her. Um, Tamika Mallory, if you clear this, I really want to understand why. I'm going to call you to ask you if you clear this because I need to understand this. But I really don't like what's happening right now. And I really will say to Megan, if you listen, maybe you don't care. But please, please just let this go and move on and focus on your career and let your personal life be personal. Watch your surroundings. Make sure your security is there. Don't pick niggas who might shoot you or beat you. Uh, or, or or stay in a relationship that's toxic because you do deserve better. And I want you to be the star that you were destined to be. But right now, girl, I, I fair Franklin, Latavia, uh, you know, the girls in Destiny's Child that we don't care about no more. That's that's what's happening. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say on that. No, I, I totally hear you. I think maybe the idea behind her team, because I do feel like the team put this together. I don't think Megan is sitting down like, hey, I'm going to put this performance together. I feel like a collective of people are coming together like, this is what you should do. SNL is a huge platform. Megan's a huge artist. And the Breonna Taylor thing was so recent. Maybe in their mind, they're like, let's use this as an opportunity to make sure her name doesn't die. You know, was it pulled off the right way? I don't know. You know, that's all perspective. But I feel like that's where they were trying to go with it because everything was so recent. And it was like, we need to keep this alive. But at the same time, you know, it's when you're an entertainer and you're doing stuff for profit, it's that real thin line between, you know, you're kind of, you know, doing did it too you, much did, for your did, own benefit or you're trying to help a cause. Did you donate your check from SNL to Breonna Taylor's family? Did you donate your money from SNL to Tamika Mallory, who's, at, who's moved to Louisville, Kentucky to fight for Breonna Taylor? Did you donate your money 
to the Negro College Fund so that some Negro can go to college and learn how to stay away from domestic violence. I don't know. What did you do with the money? What did you do with the platform besides get up there and, and, and make the connection between you and Breonna Taylor? There is no connection between you and Breonna Taylor. There may be you and you and Tayana Taylor, but not Breonna Taylor. You and, you and Tayana Taylor could be in the same conversation because you do music, <laughs> but you and Breonna Taylor are not in the same conversation. And I'll go a step further to say if she has the team that thought that that slick shit was cool, she needs to fire them all. She's not a, a, she's not a stranger to firing her team. She fired the other guy who's suing her when mm -hmm. she went over to Jay-Z. And Jay-Z is not messy. I mean, Jay-Z is not sloppy. Uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation, they are an airtight organization. I know damn well that her management team over there has to have been on top of this. Uh, but I, I, I'll tell you, you would never, ever see a Beyonce make this mistake. You will never see, you know, a superstar who knows better. Mariah Carey ain't even going to make this damn mistake. So I don't understand this. I just, I really don't. And, you know, damage out, I'll give you that. Maybe it was her team. But at the end of the day, she had to grab that mic mm -hmm. and she had to say that shit. So, And, and I think that's where it gets ugly because it's like you know you might have pure intentions I and mean, we've been saying this a lot lately this year where everything that's going on people are jumping on bandwagoning on tragedies and things that impact the culture but they're still making a profit off of it so it's like what are you still going to do for the culture you have to still give back is Megan giving back I can't say she's not but I can see where people have a bad taste in their mouth about this whole performance and how you're kind of tying it into your own story and at the end of the day you're on stage and you're making money so it's really at the end of the day, I'm not going to say Megan needs to come out and say, oh, this is what I'm doing. But you got to also peep the perspective where somebody's going to look at this and go, I don't like that. I don't like how you're using Priyana Taylor's name because there's people out there on the front line not making a dollar, losing money, fighting for her cause. So I get it. Yeah. And, and I would like to see Megan come out of this Tory situation and become an advocate for women who are battered. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, stop being the victim. Switch it now. Use your platform to come out and be an advocate, be somebody who will, will continue to push a foundation's agenda forward since you do have that spotlight. You know, there are foundations that help women all over the country and help to rescue families who are victims of domestic violence. Uh, and, and, you know, I just watched today on TV where a man stabbed his two daughters here in LA and then killed himself. Like domestic violence is a real fucking thing. My mother was a victim of domestic violence. My sister has been a victim of domestic violence. And I, I personally don't understand why we are now trivializing this and making it a game. It's now mm -hmm. a game. It's a who can win the narrative in press game between Tori and Megan. Breonna Taylor's family, I hope they didn't clear this bullshit. And I would say that to them if they did. Please, like I told the Trayvon Martin family when Trayvon died, do not let people hijack your platform and derail the messaging that you're putting out because people like us will sit back and criticize and all of a sudden you get woven into some bullshit. All right, well, look, speaking of somebody that was woven into some bullshit, this topic actually makes me really happy. Tyga's dick is on the internet. Now, Tyga. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. <laughs> Tyga. I, I called Tyga last week. I FaceTimed him. I said, hey, bro, when you come on my show, he's like, hey, hey, uh, uh. Tyga, now that if you don't want to come on my show, can your dick come on? And, and this is why I sent an invitation to your dick. Now, I had talked about his dick somewhere and somebody said, oh, Stress why are you down. even talking about his dick? His dick's not even acute. Tyga, I'm telling you that I do not agree with my audience. I think you have a very fascinating penis. We had already seen it before because it was leaked by somebody else. I'm not even going to go there and spill that tea. Y'all can Google it and go find that for yourself. I want nothing to do with that story. But what I will say is we had seen his penis before. It didn't have proper lighting. It didn't look like it had been lotioned up or put in any type of um, application has been put on. So it looked a little ashy. Maybe it was the filter or non-filter, the lighting. I don't know. Where, where the fuck you took If you filter in a dick pic, yo. Oh, no. You, you filter. Oh, oh, wait. Some, people filter dick pics. Some dick pics need to be filtered. What the fuck filter are you using on a dick pic? Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Listen, sometimes you got to throw a little filter on a pic dick, but no, you know, now this, this time around, because I don't think he thought the last one would get out because he sent it to somebody private. Again, I don't want to get in that story because I'm trying to build with Tyga. And if I say the story, he will never talk to me again. So go Google it. But I will say the new dick pic looks like he used lotion or, or some type of um, cream or something. Uh, and uh, the angle's still pretty good. 
I will say Tyga. Great job. You get 10 stars from Jason. Now now you got me here thinking like, has my dick ever been ashy? Like how? It's, it's such a moist covered area. I don't see how. Well, it's only moist if you're uncut. I mean, then that's a whole different type of moisture. That's like cottage cheese moisture. Oh, no. That's, oh, that's- you know, oh, by the way, Blue has been doing her background check on your ass. And let me find out on your podcast, you're talking about sex and all type of reckless ass shit that you don't talk about here. Oh, Jason, yeah. I would talk about sex. Every time I bring up pussy, you get queasy. Every that's, time. That's true. Well, now we have a, <laughs> now we have a pussy joining the show. So there now, we go. now we can get into it and I'll just sit back and go, God, please don't. I would love to. You keep talking about dicks. I'm trying to talk about pussy every once in a while and you get mad at me. Actually, now that I think about it, you I don't get mad. I just get nauseous. But you do talk about WAP. Love that WAP. And that was the entrance into us getting into exploring Damage's mm-hmm. world. So look, ladies, I apologize for withholding all of this recklessness. Blue is coming. She got tons of questions. All right. But look, um, yeah, man. Uh, Wop so and I, sloppy top. So Tyga's dick is now on OnlyFans. You can go to his OnlyFans page. I don't know if he's charging 10 or $20 if you want to go see it. but I, That's I, a way to put a spin on it. Okay. But it's on Twitter, too. You get it for free 99 Uh So it's out there, and he's been pushing his OnlyFans account really big. You know, uh, really big. <laughs> that, was a, that was a plan. So Tyga is a touring artist who does a lot of shows. And, you know, I was talking to my friend who's in the industry, and I'm not going to say what my friend does, but basically my friend makes sure that celebrities get paid money from whatever, right? Well, these celebrities, these rappers are out here taking loans to pay their bills because they have no money because their lifestyle does not line up with COVID. We've been locked away for almost a year now with no touring, no nothing. I feel bad for them. And so niggas is out here hurting. And so I don't know if Tyga's hurting for money. I think Tyga has money. He seems pretty reasonable, but now he has OnlyFans. What do you think? About Tyga having OnlyFans or if Tyga's pressed for money? Both. Um, I don't know. Every time they said Tiger was broke, he he always seemed like he knew what he was doing. I think Tiger's a smart dude. I don't know much about his background, but um, I did kind of know somebody in his team, and it seemed like they always had like a plan. Even though when things were getting repossessed or whatever, it seems like he had a strategic plan. What he was doing. Um, recently, I know he's independent, so when he dropped those a uh, few hit songs that he recently came out with, I'm sure he's recouping a lot of that money. He did a lot of shows overseas. That's hurting everybody. So it still gets streaming, right? Yeah, I don't know how much money you make from streaming. I know he was definitely doing well in shows. I don't want to count a man's pockets. I want to believe that Tiger's not hurting for money. Like I just don't see it. Every time they said he was broken, I would see him out. He seemed like he was living a very comfortable lifestyle. So yeah, I'm not going to believe that he's broke. Yeah, I don't believe that Tiger's broke either. And with a penis like that, you never can be. You know, now I'll tell you, now Tiger, you want to get your subscription up? Start fucking. You start fucking on OnlyFans, I might even slide my credit card on it just to be nosy. <laughs> Jason a fucking creep. Enough, enough about penises. All right, Please. look. Speaking about another dick, uh, uh, Donald Dick, your president is in the news again. And I've been working on getting an interview with the president and his son. And I was 90% close to the son and 70 You were close. 70% close to the president. I definitely don't see it happening now because, you know, he has COVID-19. Well, actually, today he's cured. Uh, he just got it over the weekend, and today he beat it. Uh, allegedly, did you see? Did you hear about this madness over the weekend? I, I heard about it. I didn't like how he tried to downplay what COVID is, being that the whole world shut down from it. So I think it's kind of funny that our president, who's saying he's doing the best he can to stop and prevent and help people with COVID, is saying... You know, COVID's not really that big of a deal. So it was kind of crazy to me to, to hear him downplay COVID like that. Like, it's, it's sad. So many people have lost their families, friends. You know, I had a friend close to me recently lose his dad from COVID. So to watch the president who's supposed to be doing something to protect us from it, kind of downplay it, really kind of pissed me the fuck off. I can't lie. Well, over 210,000 people have died in the United States and millions and millions of people around the world have it. He's always downplayed it. There's the information that came out that he had allegedly withheld information about the seriousness of COVID-19 from Americans, saying that he didn't want people to panic. Then he started criticizing Democrats for always wearing masks. Just recently at the uh, debate, he he challenged Joe Biden for wearing a mask all the time and then, then uh, caught miraculously caught COVID-19. And then went on a motorcade tour that we paid for to go and wave to supporters from the hospital in his car, 
then flew home on Marine One and filmed and edited the return to the White House like a movie. And I can't play it here because I'm so over this man, but he, he stood up there acting like he couldn't breathe with no mask on, and he stood at attention to the people on Marine One as they flew away. I will say this. Please don't forget that your president was a good reality star. Please don't forget <laughs> that this man is entertainment. This is just pure craziness. But you know what's so smart is following the debate where he suffered a, a loss to Joe Biden, who, who to keep it 1,000, he's not that much more impressive. He's just, he's just the better option. You know, he fucking, um, he, 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 there was a tweet that popped up that said he was going to catch coronavirus. This happened way back in September. Mm -hmm. so, so for him to go and do that, come back, beat it, he now has literally dominated press to the point to where now nobody is talking about anything other than Donald Trump and this COVID-19. Do you think it's real? Wow, that's a good question, Jason. Do I think it's real? I think it's real. I think he had that shit before, too. I don't know if you can get it twice, but I feel like there was another time we seen the president coughing and not looking so good. I, I don't believe this is the first time. And then my other question, I guess, to you is who the hell gave it to him? Isn't everybody well, supposed to be vaccinated? Well, well, not vaccinated, but checked out. Like, who the hell that was around the president had COVID? This is why my other show is important, Gagging with Jason Lee. You need to download it on iTunes. Fans Get called it. in. I'm going to tell you, the people out there, you people know way more than we do. You have your conspiracies. People believe that Hope Hicks, who's his aide, one of our one of our supporters uh, from the Gag Nation called in and said that, uh, that, said that uh, Hope Hicks, his aide, was the first one to catch it, and then the president. Then the president gave it to his wife. I would say it's similar to chlamydia. You just keep following the chain. He's refused to from what I understand, contact tracing, which means then he don't want the CDC to know who he's been in contact with. Mm. And the only people that you don't want to know, you don't want people to know, especially your wife who you've been in contact with is somebody who's sucking your penis or, you know, fucking you with French fries in the Oval Office, right? Yeah. I don't know if Hope Hicks did it, but people are saying they think Hope Hicks, Hope Hicks got it. Now, Melania Trump also got it and 19 people close to the president also have it. And uh, I don't know if it's real or not real. And his doctor won't release any of his previous medical information, won't say anything about what's happening now. And I just don't know what to make of it other than you guys elected him and that, you know, in November we have to we have to we have to vote again. And I just pray that all of you are keeping track of the bullshit that's happening, the chaos that's been caused in this country by the, the, the current White House administration. It's time for a change, man. This dude is doing whatever he wants. He doesn't give us any information. He lies non-stop at the debate he's just over talking biden and just throwing out false facts it's just like i'm done jason i did my time with this dude i'm done i'm ready i feel like i'm in jail and i'm ready to be released i know what my release date is it's in november i'm done i'm tired all right well i'll tell you who else is done is melania trump the first lady she just referred to uh stormy daniels the chick who allegedly slept with her husband as a porn hooker now, i don't know what a porn hooker is uh, but this is coming from a first lady who has actually shot soft porn. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she's been nude. Photo, uh, photo, she's had photo shoots where she's been nude and, and, in, and in things that people have now labeled as porn. And so there's a recording between Melania and, and her friend, uh, Stephanie Winston Wolkoff, and her best friend who was also an advisor to the first lady. Clearly, she's not her best friend anymore, and clearly she's not her advisor. She was secretly recording the first lady and now has released the tapes. None of this could have been happening under the Obama administration. Do you understand? Can you imagine if Obama was recording? He said, and they said, so what do you think about uh, what do you think about uh, the congressman? And he said, man, fuck that nigga. Don't worry mm -hmm. about that nigga. Could you imagine if we heard that? They did it to him once and we didn't see it again when they asked him about Kanye and he called him a jackass. Well, but that, that was the, that that was the first and the last time you've seen any more slip ups with Obama. You don't play that shit. But at the time, we kind of needed to hear that. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean, think about it like now, you know, if a hot mic, there's a hot mic, you ain't saying nothing. I've been guilty of a hot mic, you know, what I mean, on different shows and stuff like that. But, you know, um, I don't think the first lady's in a position to criticize another woman when her man has no respect for women. So I'm just ready for the White House to turn into something else. Well, there's always, been a, there's always been a hierarchy among hoes. So I know you said, you know, his, his wife used to do soft porn and 
she still probably thinks she's at a, a upper echelon of wholeness that she didn't got married and she's the first lady. She's looking at her like street trash. She's a street walker in her mind. Well, guess what? That street walker dog walked the first lady because now she responded. Let me read this tweet. It's on my phone because I had to save this thing because when you read <laughs> a bitch, is, when you read a bitch, this is how you read a bitch. She said, ha ha. Although I wasn't paid for sex and therefore technically not a hooker, I'll take being that over what you are any day. You sold your pussy and soul. And I'm legal. Keep talking about me. I like your new tits, by the way. Post more nudes. <laughs> Would you want to see some of those nudes? No, but the fact that the first lady is in a fight with a porn star. Like, that's hilarious. No, this is what not. the world has came no, to. No, that's no, hilarious. It is, no, it is not hilarious. This is America. The kids are standing up in their COVID-ridden schools doing their Pledge of Allegiance to a fucking country that is in fights with porn stars. I want to move immediately. Where are you going to go? Not to a Muslim country because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be gay wherever I go. Oh, okay. Well, I hear yeah. that. They don't play that shit. <laughs> and, ain't, and not Jamaica either because them niggas out there don't play that either. All right. Well, on that note, I'm just going to say to everybody out here, if you don't know about the first lady being a porn hooker or you don't know about Stormy Daniels, please spend your weekend on Pornhub or XNXX like I do and get your jack on. Wait, jack off on. Um, or, you know, if you're in your WAP. Whatever you do, just have a good time with the porn. Porn stars' lives matter, too. It does. It does. We'll be back. Till then, uh, we have one more show before you get to meet Blue. And make sure you're subscribing and, and everywhere and giving us a five-star rating because it's about to be lit. Peace. Bye.